Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's so great to have you here on the Clark Howard Show, where our mission is to serve you with knowledge that empowers you so you make better financial decisions in your life. In today's show, I want to tell you, I've been trying out a new app that promises to delete so much of your digital footprint from lots and lots of places, lots of companies that love to have our information and use it or sell it off. I'm going to tell you my experience with it. And later, Krista and I each travel a lot. There are a lot of cases now where I don't rent a car where I used to, and I do Uber and Lyft. And there's some stuff you need to know that's becoming really clear with using Uber and Lyft that is important for your wallet and also for the reliability side of this. We're going to talk that through. So... It's become a thing that a lot of us have just given up. Our information is just out there. And why should we do anything? Well, I don't feel that way because I know our information is out there everywhere. And everywhere it is, is another opportunity for an identity thief to try to have a field day as if they're us. So I know it's a game of whack-a-mole, but I play that game. And now it's gotten easier, potentially, because of money that Consumer Reports has poured into an app called Permission Slip that you can download to your iPhone or Android. And I downloaded it to my Samsung phone. And I used the app after I set it up, registered, and all that. I used the app, which is a pretty automated thing that pops up like uh, digital cards, and it'll ask you, do you do business with blah, blah, blah? If you say yes, then you go there and they give you choices where they automate things like, do you want them doing this with your information? Do you want them doing that? Or do you want them doing nothing? Do you have no desire to have them have any relationship with you at all? And so you click, you choose, and then you click a green button, at least on Android is green button. And then you're done with that one. Then another card pops up. So to go through the card deck that's available now, actually, to set up the app, I was at Chick-fil-A. And I had told Krista I was going to do this. And of course, I completely forgot. She said, are you going to do this? Isn't that typical of me? I mean, I have a mind like a sieve, memory that just... We just have to help each other out, man. I am so flaky. <laughs> so I'm... So, I ordered on the Chick-fil-A app, get my food, and I'm sitting there, and while I'm eating my lunch, 
I downloaded the app, did the registration with the permission slip app, and then I started going through the cards, ate my lunch while I was doing it, then stayed like an extra three minutes, and I'd gone through the whole card deck as it's available now, and I had done the whole thing. It was so crazy easy, where companies make it so hard for us to keep them from building these dossiers on us that who knows what they do with them. They may sell them off to third parties, whatever. And so you're taking back control because the law allows you to. Now, if I really go where I have no right to go, which I'll do, I think Consumer Reports set this up because now they are developing a record of knowing which companies are failing to comply with various state laws that give you these privacy rights. Because companies pretty much comply anywhere in the United States, even if you don't live in a state that has these privacy rights, because they don't want to mess up and then get in trouble with lawsuits and fines and all that. So I think what's behind all this is Consumer Reports not only wants to help you establish more privacy in your life, but they're also able to establish a record who's not complying. Mm -hmm. Just a guess. So California has a new right-to-be-forgotten law that was just signed into law, like the European right-to-be-forgotten. And the advantage of this, let's say somebody is being harassed online or there's stuff about them that's very uncomfortable, whatever. If you are a known public figure, you don't have a right to privacy. But if you're just a person out there, you have a right to be left alone and not have people doing whatever about you online. And the California law modeled after the one in Europe almost certainly will work nationally for the same reason, because companies don't want to be in violation, will allow you to say, wipe everything clear. So you will, in theory, Californian automatically, people elsewhere, when the law takes effect, which may be January 1, trying to remember, you will be able to say to Google or whoever, I want you to have nothing out there about me, period. And they'll have to wipe it clean. It's worked so well in Europe. I just mentioned Google because they were the target of the right to be forgotten law in Europe, but it's turned out to have all kinds of applicability. And so this thing where we feel like we've given up about our information being out there everywhere We are piece by piece, bit by bit, getting that control back. And the failure of Washington, where Washington doesn't seem to be able to do anything, the states are becoming the laboratories, bringing about change. And because of the difficulty of complying, companies end up going with the most restrictive laws out there typically, even though they're not national laws. Kristen in Michigan says, thanks for your podcast, Clark. It puts me to sleep most nights. <laughs> but don't- See, I'm so much better than a sleeping pill. You don't get addicted like you could do a sleeping pill. No side effects. And I can put you right to sleep. It's great. Uh, she says, but don't worry. I do go back during the day to catch up on what I missed. And I know my family gets tired of me saying, but Clark says all the time, I've benefited in so many ways as I'm avid about travel and savings. You mentioned a few days ago about the benefits of laddering CDs on Schwab and how great the rates are. Do you include callable CDs in the ones you are purchasing? I've 
find that if I put non-callable in my search, the rates go down significantly. Should I not be avoiding the callable CDs? I hate callable CDs because it's like, we promise we're going to pay you this interest for this period of time. And then, oh, we were just kidding. Mm -hmm. Interest rates turn. So now that you can't get a good deal anymore, we're not going to offer it to you. So using brokerage place CDs is a very convenient, easy way to do it. But if the Schwab rates don't seem competitive when you put in non-callable as a choice, go look at other sources like Bankrate does a list of CDs of various lengths that they update all the time. One thing about Bankrate, they front load people who must pay them money to be front loaded, almost like advertorial listings. You move past it to find the best rates on bank rate, but that would be a way that you'd be able to compare if what Schwab's offering non-callable is good or not compared to what the best are in the marketplace. Sean in Virginia says, Clark, you spoke about the need for Congress to challenge the ticket sellers oligopoly. Why isn't this something the Federal Trade Commission could take on instead of the expensive lawsuits against tech giants that the FTC has pursued with very limited success? Yeah, because the FTC has a very limited charter. That's why they keep losing these lawsuits, because the judges are so skeptical. I mean, where does it say you can do this, that, or the other, or go after this, that, or the other? So the FTC has been, uh, in my opinion, wasting a lot of effort, a lot of money, going after organizations that they just don't have enough legal authority from the Congress to do. As far as... Ticket, Ticketmaster, I started to say the word you say for them. Um, you can say, now you have to say what you... Ticket shyster. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, Ticketmaster is a clear example of a failure of the political process in the country that they were allowed to establish this unconscionable monopoly on the control of tickets at venues and events. There's no way you can make a monopolist behave. Look at the historical problems we've had with other monopolies that Congress allowed. Cable companies is an example. Oh, people really love cable companies, right? So the problem is the discipline of the marketplace that comes with competition is what's missing. And that really is the solution, is to bust open the ticket-selling monopoly that we have in the country You're not going to be able to regulate the problems out of existence. The real solution is for Congress not to just have show hearings, but to bust up the monopoly that exists. Uh, You know, we've had times in history where monopolies have run wild and caused so many problems in society. It took a long time, longer than it should have, for either the Congress or the courts to bust up those monopolies. This one is going to require congressional action to destroy the Ticketmaster monopoly and the, in my opinion, the ridiculous agreements that they enter into with venues and with promoters that cause so much harm to the American people. But I'd say that so far down the list of priorities that we need Washington to be working on that we are going to suffer with Ticketmaster for a good while to come. 
Frank in New York says, my car was recently hit by another driver while I was parking in a parking lot. The insurance company is giving me the option to receive a paper check or have the payment direct deposited to a debit card. Any risk with the direct deposit or should I just wait for the paper check? Wait for the paper check. And Frank, you're in New York. Insurance is regulated by the state. You got to make sure that that check from the insurance company doesn't settle the claim in full. If the cost of repairing your vehicle turns out to be more costly than the amount the insurer estimates on the check, which is very common, is this open-ended that if it does cost more, the insurer has to pay more? Or are you waiving your future rights to the amount you're really going to need to repair your vehicle? Typically, the endorsement on the check or the agreement you'll sign will make it clear whether or not you are waiving future rights to additional funds if necessary to make your car right. And you do not want to accept anything from them that restricts you receiving what it actually takes to make you whole following the accident in the parking lot. Um, You know, ironically, we hear far fewer questions about parking lot mishaps for a simple reason, backup cameras and audible warnings that are now available when you back up. I was backing up in a parking lot just last night. Somebody in another car just pulled right back, and I went as quick as I could back because it was. I, I just, instead of hitting the horn, I went back into drive and pulled forward. They obviously didn't have a backup camera or didn't use it, but the good news is that those parking lot mishaps are so less frequent than they used to be because of the new technology in the cars. Coming up ahead, speaking of transportation, if you use Uber or Lyft, we need to talk about things you need to know about using them to get around. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. As I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, there are times I don't rent a car that I used to because I'll do a calculation if I'm going to a place that it's expensive to park a car or the cost of the daily rental is very high. I'll then try to figure out, I'll go online and see what's it likely to cost for the various trips I'll have to make if I do Uber or Lyft. And you can do estimates at either of them. But the prices of Uber and Lyft are all over the place. This is something we tend to do. I talked about it the other day with Amazon that people tend to become a creature of habit. They'll download, in most cases, it'll be Uber because Uber has 70, I think 77% market share now in rideshare. And they'll just go and see whatever Uber's charging. Well, I always check both. And I strongly recommend checking both because I was at an airport last week. I landed, I pulled up Uber And it was $112 for the ride from the airport. And I was like, $112? 
all my math went out the window. I should have rented a car. So then I pulled up Lyft. Lyft was $46. I mean, think about that difference. And I do this every time I get in one. I check the price of both. And there's not really a clear pattern which is cheaper. It just depends on the trip. But, you know, one or the other will be trying to attract drivers. They'll 2x or 3x the rate. And then drivers come out of the woodwork and they, they take those trips. It, it is true capitalism at work. But Lyft is in a bad way right now, suffering from a loss of market share and having a hard time attracting drivers. And there's something else, Krista, you and I have both experienced with Lyft, and that is a driver will accept the trip and then cancel. And then the next driver will accept the trip and cancel. And it will happen with Uber. It's not scientific, obviously. And it may be just a freak show. But my daughter was telling me, my middle child was telling me that she booked a lift and five drivers in a row canceled her. Five. And then she switched to Uber and booked a driver and they showed up. Mm-hmm. This just happened to me in Boston as well. I couldn't believe it. I used to use Lyft all the time because they were usually cheaper, but I had that free Lyft pink with my Chase Sapphire reserve card, but that went away, so I don't have that for free anymore. What is Lyft pink? It's like you get, supposedly you'll get a driver sooner and you'll have priority and stuff. And I have- Oh, so it's like a monthly subscription? Yes, and I have a perfect rating on on Lyft and Uber, but I- You're a 5-0. Oh, yeah. I went to check- I'm not- (laughs) my Lyft and I checked Lyft when we were taking these drives and Lyft was definitely consistently more expensive, at least on this last trip to Boston. And the same thing happened to me. I never had someone not change. So I would cancel the ride and my daughter would use her Uber because she uses Uber a lot and it was cheaper and faster like to get there. And I talked to my Uber driver on the way to the airport and he said that definitely for him, he makes a lot more right now with Uber. And in the past, when I talked to Lyft drivers, you know, a few years ago, they said it was like 30% more than Uber. And so there's definitely some incentives, at least in Boston, that Uber is offering. And I think that's why some of these people cancel the rides because maybe they're driving for both and they get an option to drive with Uber. Uh, I mean, it's hard to know why Lyft is having the problem with drivers continually canceling. Mm -hmm. And again, we're just talking about two people's yeah, experience. Well, actually three, three. my daughter yeah. as well. There seems to be a pattern there. Mm-hmm. And so Uber does seem to be more reliable, does have three quarters of the market. But if Lyft ceases to exist, oh boy. wow. That would be bad. Wow. I mean, uh, what do we, I mean, I guess I'm back to renting cars at that point yeah. because you get that monopoly and it's ugly. Oh, Interesting thing, that night I was at the airport that Uber was 112 and Lyft was 46. While I was waiting for the Lyft, there was a taxi stand and a long line of people waiting at the taxi stand. And the line never moved because the entire time I was waiting, a taxi never came. Wow. That Uber and Lyft have so decimated the taxi industry that taxis have become, in many places, almost not a functioning part of the market. 
Okay, we'll go to some questions. This one's from Elaine in Florida. After hearing the show about holiday gift giving and having the funds to spend according to your budget, I wanted to share what I do. All year long, I save the Sam's Club cash accumulate from my Sam's MasterCard with my Sam's Plus membership. Then at the end of the year around November, I go into Sam's and cash it out. This year, I'm expecting about $600 to $650 in cash back. That covers all that I need to spend on holiday gift giving. I also use the Upside app for gas and dining, and we'll have about $75 from that app to have actual cash sent to me. Fetch is another app I use, and I can trade my points in for gift cards for people. I love your show, and even have gotten my 82-year-old dad listening to it, too. Huge shout-out to him, Marv in Iowa. Thank you so much for this, and this budgeting sounds exactly like what you do how you'll you'll categorize and you'll use ways to come up with money for something and the money you come up with that's the money you've got i love this and elaine you have come up with a method that means you don't go into debt at christmas and whatever method works that keeps you from that january hangover that for many people will take till august of 24 to pay off this Christmas with the spending you do. And remember this, never forget this, this full guilt trip. When we spend on Christmas, when we're out and about, a lot of the spending we do is stuff for us. Because we're out there, we're out and about, we see something, we're tempted, we buy it. You did have an update on the Christmas shopping because we talked about that before there was new information about manufacturers discounting. Yeah, So thank you for reminding me of that. I talked recently about how retailers are very, very nervous about this Christmas. They front-loaded a lot of deals during October and November. You know, in recent years, Black Friday became, instead of a weekend, became the whole month of November. This year is bled into October. In addition, retailers are not buying as much stuff as manufacturers hoped they would, manufacturers now are lowering prices on so many items to try to get retailers to bring in more goods. This is a Christmas where for the first time in several years, we're going to say, wow, instead of that much, we're going to be like, wow, that's, that's better than I expected. We're going to see a lot of things like that. Wendy in North Carolina says, not a question or complaint, but I want to thank Clark for his info about discount cell phone service. I don't think I've been living under a rock, but I've never heard of Visible before the podcast. Switching from a big company is saving me over $700 a year. Maybe small potatoes to some, but every dollar counts to this soon-to-be-retired teacher. 700 bucks is that's real money. I mean, that is serious money. Visible is a great deal. Designed instead of you having to have a bunch of people, one person gets unlimited service for $25 a month. It is a real deal with Visible, and it's Verizon. They own it. T-Mobile has Metro by T-Mobile. AT&T has Cricket. They all have these multiple pricing models. In fact, Verizon has nine different discount brands for different segments of the market because there are people who want, particularly corporate types, love being with AT&T, Verizon, T-Mobile. They want the security of that big brand name. 
But those big brand names sell under a bunch of different brand names at much, much lower prices. Same network, same service. And shout out to Dallas Cox, the amazing, amazing writer on Clark.com, who is constantly updating our cell phone guide. And we have all the information on those plans. Um, And she digs deep. She does. She doesn't take the PR fluff from any of these companies. She actually signs up for the service, sees what that's like, uses the service, makes sure the network is reliable. She's doing a great job making sure that you can, with confidence, make a switch with your cell phone service and say big bucks. Stephanie in Ohio says, my daughter is starting graduate school in January and needs a car. Oh, (laughs) not now. (laughs) Her school is paid for, but should she take out a car loan or a school loan to pay for the car? If a school loan, what is the best place to get a graduate school loan? Okay, so my sympathies to her needing to buy a vehicle now, even though they're cheaper than they've been in a long time, vehicles are still expensive. The cost of new vehicles has come down many thousands of dollars from the peak. Uh, Used vehicles have been coming steadily down, but still well above where they were pre-pandemic. Also Uh, known as cars. Remember that Clark Sting? Oh, that's right. Cars. Cars have come down in cost. So Lightning McQueen, if you're looking for a vehicle. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) uh, do the car loan at a credit union. Car loans at credit unions are a real deal. If your daughter has decent credit standing, she will get a better deal on that than she would using a graduate student loan to pay for the vehicle. Oh, for the car. It's going to be hard for me to break No, that it's habit. okay. Just automobile. say vehicle. Everybody knows what you Car. Mean. Car vehicle, or truck. Automobile. See, you used to say cars truck, and trucks. SUV. Yeah. Crossover. Vehicle. Vehicle. <laughs> Just don't say vehicle. Yeah. Um, the, the best deal in the marketplace, depending on your daughter's driving patterns, is, this is weird, is a used electric vehicle right now. If her driving range is moderate to low, electric vehicle ranges have gotten so much wider, so much longer, that older electric vehicles are wounded ducks in the used car market. And she may be able to get quite a deal on a used older electric vehicle. And when the marketplace heals, then she can dump that and get something at a more reasonable price than what the general car market is right now. And I want to tell you, I so appreciate your questions, your tips, your suggestions. We all work together as members of Team Clark to help each other save more and spend less and avoid getting ripped off. Have a great day. 